All right, then uh, we'll start with a small icebreaker. Fian, you'd like to go with the first question? Uh, yeah. So this is an icebreaker that is used to create a form of closeness, by the way, psychologically. So the question is, Shell, what is your most treasured memory? So I remember, Tasha, there's a time we we've worked together for people who don't know me and Tasha have worked together mm-hmm. and the time uh, that our boss told us to close our eyes and think of the happiest place on earth for us like to go to that place and that's what i think of when i think what is my treasured memory so i'd ask the same question what is your te- treasured memory where is your happiest place on earth okay According to me, my most treasured memory and moment was the first time I held my baby on my hands. And it was so coincidental. Like when I was pregnant, I never went for scans to determine what the baby will this sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to determine what sex baby will be. So and the, it, I always had this prayer to God that maybe one day I'd wished that my Firstborn will be a boy, mm. and it was indeed a boy. Mm. I cried. <laughs> yeah, and having him, I think it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh. Yeah. So, being that you know you're young, um, how did you come towards that decision? You know, towards being taking the journey to be a mom, and maybe even you can touch on what the response from if you're comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. from your family and friends what that was like what that so for me the moment I realized that I was expectant it came to me as a shock mm-hmm. I didn't see it coming and then at that time I think everything related to me with I don't know God and everything. there was a disconnection between me and God mm-hmm. and I started lamenting and I did a lot of lamenting when I tried to live, reflect back those days mm-hmm. I was lamenting why did it have to be me you see I'm so young am I ready for this and then I forgot that uh, here on earth I'm not here to please men and I should please God more than I should please men but in that situation all, was, all I was doing was how will my mom see this how will my dad see this how will my friends my family church back at home that is what was worrying me and I found myself in a difficult situation, but I don't know. I, I think God's grace and the fact that I think that this is the route, I feel that this is the route I was supposed to take. He just gave me the confidence to just accept that I was pregnant, keep the baby. At that time, there was a disconnection, but I, I feel like God was still doing his wonders behind may not you you know he has good thoughts for us good plans for us in as much as i did not want these he was still pushing me towards it slowly by slowly day by day and i found that i didn't have an option that to keep than to keep the baby i didn't know where i'd get the money from i was still in school i didn't know what to do i didn't know whether my my parents would accept me but i was like 
Whatever. <laughs> I was ready. I, I was really ready for even worse, and I think the fact that I was ready for worse than what I got mm. kept me going. I was ready. Like I had friends who had gone through that before me, mm. who had had children. They would tell me what they do, how they live with their babies, how they survive. So I was like, if she's doing it, why can't I? You see, so that having that in the back of my mind that I can do it kept me going the disconnection was there and then after i got the baby after i i, I made peace with the situation and everything the connection came back when i realized that this was just meant to be and there's no escape it yeah okay then um, i think maybe if you're able to could you touch on how that changed um the relationships around you did it have any impact on your friends and your parents your you know relatives and that entire ecosystem did that change your relationships oh yeah it did massively some i have not been able to i think to heal or recover from what happened but of, of course at first my my dad was shocked but I think the fact that he is so open minded he didn't mm-hmm. take it with ile uchungu mingi my mom kept quiet she was not talking to me we would be in the same house niki was sitting room she would go to the kitchen when i go to the kitchen she would go to her room so like she was really avoiding me and she was showing it mm-hmm. and i like i'm not loved you see i lacked that love at least i wished that maybe my mom would be there for me give me that love mm-hmm. so i'd wait until june when my dad would come back mm-hmm. and of i would feel like mm-hmm. at least someone is in my shoes i was feeling like my mom is not in my shoes i know i had not done the right thing at the moment but yeah that's what happened with back in church people talked they talk so much about me i've never been able to go back to church my home church yeah up to today and yeah my friends in school they really supported me they gave me support i think they 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 and most time was spent with my friends in school would carry the baby to daycare go to class as if we don't even we raised that baby as our own we were three like we were three moms would take him to daycare to nampeleka leave him there go to class then come pick him come home kuna manyata babysit when i'm doing the chores yeah they made it easy for me but back home but mom with time she healed yeah i would never receive calls from my mom she started calling me i, I mean yeah she started calling me pole pole then the bond became tight even tighter than it was before because of the baby so mm-hmm. i feel like the baby came to bring a certain connection between me and my parents mm-hmm. yeah even the dad the way like right now he loves the baby mm-hmm. so much <laughs> there is a big d- connection between between me and my parents before i had mm-hmm. the baby yeah so i feel like the best thing that happened in as much as there was that disconnection mm-hmm. at the moment mm-hmm. They outgrew it, and they made peace with the situation, and things are better, way better right now than they were before. Wow. Yeah, I really like uh, to hear that your friends were there, and sometimes uh, I like the quote that says, "Friends are the family we choose." I think sometimes they stick closer than family. Um, yeah, I'm sure. 
that's beautiful yeah. Yeah. and i think just to touch briefly on the sh- kind of the shame that the church unfortunately brings yani instead of um embracing you yeah, and actually loving you just as Jesus would do or God mm. the exact opposite, opposite yeah. yeah and it's hurtful it hurts me when i think about it wow. like you guys should be the one embracing me and they should be happy actually that i did not about this mm. baby mm. i did the right thing but to them it's the wrong thing yeah, that i did but yeah. I'm like I don't please people mm. I'm pleasing God so I did not with his creatures sure yeah true. so how how has your really also your relationship with church changed since yeah mm. so I would say uh, I I've never ha- had the courage to go back to church mm. having the back of my mind what they said because mm. you know you get information from what people mm. are saying mm. there was that disconnection from the youth mm. friends i had mm. yeah so i feel somehow i was maybe cut off but i found another church mm. where i feel I'm accepted <laughs> and uh, yeah yeah now i'm i'm embraced and mm. i feel happy there you know just like to applaud shell your your <laughs> strength and your courage it's inspiring to me kabisa kabisa it's very yeah. that you're able to just by yourself even in that loneliness because yeah. not you had that support system but this was a decision you took at a young age by yourself and you say you know what this is what I'm going to do yeah. and Rick is the, <laughs> the most amazing for <laughs> me yeah baby we have the family yeah right. and, and I think maybe just in terms of the the church and I know it's not even um the entire church is just individuals the sad part is that individuals are a reflection of christianity yeah um, so there is need for us to be more open to people's humanity and mm-hmm. I was talking with a friend another day and uh, I was trying was was saying before we are christians we are human beings and when we see mm-hmm. our humanity the one thing that you know connects all of us you begin to see people's mistakes as or or choices or you know whatever as just them being human and you are also in the same position you know um just because maybe different choices are seen differently or perceived differently it doesn't mean we are any different as people but i think also it's also i would like to applaud those people within the church who who show up when they need to Mm-hmm. and maybe for those who don't it's 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 also um same thing they're also human and they too maybe have a misconception about who god is and how he relates with us mm-hmm. um so i wouldn't even address it or uh, see them with a lot of maybe bile it's just think everyone as human those that even decide to shun people they're still human they're still you know they're still bad by sin like we all are so yeah yeah i think it's, it's an interesting it's really interesting balance that we need to have within the church for sure and i pray that maybe we can get there but i always say that it's not about waiting for the church to get there it's us as a individual um getting to that point one by one Oh, that's very powerful Tasha, Tasha mm. because it's true it's very easy to sit here and also kind of um 
have it's easy because we're also human we have some resentment mm-hmm. to how could they do that yeah. in their the church but then yeah. now when you start seeing them as they're human beings they actually can't do that mm-hmm. it's like you almost now can extend some grace to them in, in a way yeah mm, begin that journey of forgiveness yeah um so now you've spoken about that particular season mm-hmm. um i'm sure there's probably a young um a young many young mothers christian mothers out there um what would you have liked to be different for you in that season when you are going through that tumultuous period mm-hmm. what would you have liked to be different whether it's support whether it's if i for example i have a friend who's pregnant and she's young nini what would you advise me how would you advise me to deal with her or like support her mm-hmm. uh, okay i would say you see mostly emotional support because mm-hmm. this is a hard decision that someone has made mm-hmm. and sometimes you really have to convince her that she did the, the right thing you see when you're young you're not maybe you don't even have financial support you know mm-hmm. you say that babies come with responsibilities mm-hmm. and responsibilities will you will need some financial support so first i think you'd show her that she did the right thing because mm-hmm. at least she, she didn't ad- about about the baby you see she's kept the baby convince her that she's done the right thing and then maybe being there for her emotionally you provide that love care and if you can also financial support mm. help her where she can you can you see bring her fruits mm. <laughs> small things matter you don't really have to do big things but you see that that love that little love that emotional support itakuwa too like it's all someone needs and being convinced that you've done the right thing you see like for me when um i'm like i kept the baby and the church is against me nobody's the, nobody the church is against me my mom doesn't want to see me she doesn't she's avoiding me so i'm like all i needed at this time you see i would be i would feel so good when my dad comes mm-hmm. back home because i know he's the only like, in this house and on a side na mimi but when i'm left with my mom i'd feel that there's something missing i'd miss that if i get to journey i see my dad so just craving for that love someone who is understand you you see yeah someone who feels you he's in your shoes yeah that's what i was looking for i didn't even want great things mm. at least you feel like you did the right thing you're perfect you just mm. yeah it's equal like keeping a baby at a younger ages you know kama kitambo you see it really matters to remind you who you are yeah it really matters you forget yes mm. and maybe you see when in this situation my mindset I was like am i doing the right thing what will people say what will people think of me you see i was so like i was so into pleasing people i forgot that i had a god to please and these people that i was oh, I wanted to please were not there for me you see so i feel like i did the wrong thing keeping this baby i wish i did not keep this baby you see because if this baby is the one who is making me not he was making my mom with me mm-hmm. so you're like i did the wrong thing but that is what will come into your mind the first thing that will come in your mind mm-hmm. but if 
she was there thank thank god i grew that and she also grew that if she was there for me emotionally and showing me that love you know even if i did even if i did not do what she expected me yes. to do yeah i would be like at least someone feels what mm-hmm. i feel yeah and someone is supporting me supporting the decision i made mm-hmm. yeah so i would request that show them love emotional support show them that they re- did the right thing yeah. yeah it will keep them moving and it will also remind them that they did the right thing and there's a co- you, you you might also bring the connection back to god like mm-hmm. you did not about this creature so you kept it you did the right thing you see yeah mm-hmm. and i think uh, just to um uh, bring it back to where you had doubts mm-hmm. and i know this is an entire discussion on its own around the debate of pro life and pro choice mm-hmm. so um especially as christian women mm-hmm. making the decision between keeping the baby and you know yeah yeah um and uh, the abortion so you said there were doubts you had doubts around keeping the baby mm-hmm. can you explain? yeah when i i first you know the, the moment you you've had this your expectancy the results are positive and i'm like oh, i'm so young i don't even have financial i don't have money still in school i don't know how to raise okay yes i had raised some kids before my sister's kids and that but i didn't know like i was not ready for this you see my own kid I would have to live with him and everything and the first thing that came into my mind was like i was supposed to put this big way yeah i won't deny i felt that sometimes i i say that until you fit in someone's shoes you'll never know what decision to make when you're in those shoes you see i might be here saying hmm, I can't advise anyone. Mm. I myself I cannot about a baby but until I'm in those shoes mm. you know what decision to make. So I felt that I needed to do this. Then God I lacked money mm. to carry on the abortion. You know everything happens for well, a reason. Yes, no. The moment I swear if I had money I would have gone for it. But mipango tu za Mungu kakosa hiyo pesa and I just had to keep the baby. Because again, I featured if Mungu akimleta akutakosa a way of bringing him back. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So that was it. So about the pro, yeah, and pro life. For me personally, I'm for pro life. I've been in that shoe, and I have tasted the fruits of wow. raising a baby. Mm. It's so like, like I've had the experience. But when it comes to maybe me giving advice, mm. I give the best side of it. Mm. I'll tell you it's good to keep this baby, this, this and this and this. You'll get this out of it. Mm. But again, I cannot control the choices you make, you see. Mm. So I've given advices to most friends, countable friends. And then when you're, you're trying to reach out later, they're like, ah, I just decided I won't keep it. Keep it. They aborted the baby. You did not have control over their choices. So for me, I'm for, for life. But when it comes to giving advice, I wouldn't judge anyone if they choose to go that way. It's their life. It's what they choose to do. But I, I try to give the best side of it. But the decision 
is what it was mm-hmm. yeah Natasha I'd like to bounce it also off to you what are your thoughts on that uh, I think much like Shamita said I can't you know it's, it's very easy to to think you make or you should make one decision and you're not in someone's shoes and I've mm. had amazing stories about even women on the other side and so I feel like um, at the end of the day it's it's an individual choice um and yes i too would encourage you know as much as you can keep the baby and like pray that god helps you figure out what that journey would look like not that it will be an easy journey but you know sometimes the best journeys are never easy um you know yeah. but i think also just as we're going on i would really like to share I just can't place, I can't remember their name, but we will share it within the course of the podcast as it's running. There's this program that helps women. So women who have um, gone through an abortion, women who are considering abortion, and women who, who um, are considering keeping their children, and they walk with them through that journey uh, really beautifully. It's a Christian organization. And so I'll share them as well. But the lady who began that organization has a beautiful journey. Um, and she did uh, both, I think, maybe her first child, I'm not very sure. But um, even her journey with God is a blessing to, to women in those same spaces. So I think, I think yes, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, keep your baby as much as you can. But you see, it's not very easy to speak like that because you consider, mm-hmm. think of a girl who says, feels mm-hmm. like they don't have any choice. They have nowhere to lay even their head, you know. They don't have even the next mm-hmm. It, they don't feel like they can give this child a life that they deserve. They don't have any support. You know, when you're in those shoes, you feel you probably feel alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mind goes back to all these amazing promises that God says. You know, even where you lay your head, He will guide where you lay your head. You know, the the steps that your feet will take. You don't need to worry about your food for the next. And there's so many beautiful stories that God has come through and provided even when it seemed bleak and and as though there was no other option so I think so long as you're doing it with God there's always going to be an option there's always going to be an option to mm-hmm. yeah thank that's you thank you so Shami if you just wanted to also ask um during this journey with you and and the baby and everything and even now as a mom and the baby's grown did you have to go through a journey of forgiving yourself of you know restructuring or structuring your own beliefs and what was that like mm. oh yes i did it happened like later after i made peace with everything you know i was not okay with okay i was doubting my 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 ability to even raise the baby i didn't know i didn't know whether i would make it sometimes i remember wishing that why can't i just have a miscarriage you see i was not really ready for this and uh, with time after i i got my baby in my hands and i was like i think this and then i had I, I expected the the journey to be way tougher, <laughs> so I was ready, ready a hundred stuff. The moment I decided that I was keeping this baby, it was tough. <laughs> In my mind, I was like, I'll just convince my dad to get, take me back to school. I don't know. I don't care whether he'll be providing for me. I'll find means to provide for my baby. I was ready for that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I, I I saw the challenge but I was way ready to face the challenge, mm-hmm. you see. Mm-hmm. When I made peace with it and then I realized Kumbe it did. I was so ready that <laughs> <laughs> everything that came I like, did not realize it it happening. So it was I would say it was easy for me then. When I realized how it was easy for me, I started reflecting back and saying I went through this, I went through this and I was like so through reflecting mm-hmm. I was able to make peace with that journey mm-hmm. and it I, I would not classify it as hard. I'd say God's grace took me through that journey. He carried me and always provided. You see, you don't have to have so much, mm-hmm. but the little you have and you're grateful for it. Mm-hmm. At least you you're alive. How come Gonjo? You you have that little that you need to keep you moving. Mm-hmm. It helped me through that journey. Reflecting has helped me heal and I have made peace with that journey and uh, I feel like Yeah, it has gotten me where I am and even believing that I've gotten to a point of believing that every, everything happens for a reason. Because mm-hmm. I have I've seen God's God working through 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 my baby. I know like no why he was here on earth. Mm-hmm. I've started seeing some some reasons as to why he had to be here mm-hmm. in as much as I never wanted him. I see why he had you know God has seen a day ahead of It's us true. yeah he has seen a day of ahead of us he knows that you'll need someone you will need a helper this will have to happen for you to be able to go through this stage mm. so reflecting to me it has helped me through the journey mm. it has helped me grow and I see what God did to me and I'm like wow I love you God mm. thank you for helping me through this yeah. I might not have seen it then but I am grateful that you did it for me mm. and I'm looking forward to even greater things from him mm. yeah <laughs> oh, man. all right so I think also maybe because we have you know heard about the baby and could you tell us his name and maybe one mm-hmm. word you'd use to describe uh, your baby Oh, my baby is Rick Kanyethe. Oh. Yeah, Rick <laughs> Kanyethe. And I would just call him a brilliant baby. I second that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You know how nowadays because of social media you can almost always follow how someone grows. Yeah. <laughs> his journey as well as yours, I mean for sure. Yeah. I feel like has a calling a greater calling mm-hmm. and uh, in as much as I uh, there's a path I want my <clears throat> child to pass through but God being the supreme being mm-hmm. I just love him to guide my baby through that journey to fulfilling his purpose yeah mm-hmm. I really like 
the because I, f- I feel like I'm in a similar season where mm-hmm. you're you're in acceptance of what is yeah where you are and people say this all the time you know Jesus take the wheel yeah, yeah mm-hmm. where you're in alignment with what's happening mm-hmm. and there's a lot of peace and freedom that comes with that yeah so I can see that mm-hmm. and you know in some things as a parent yeah. I I might wish this mm-hmm. to happen to my baby but there are things that might be out of my control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, yeah, like, let yeah. God take the wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of the things are actually out of our control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right. So I don't know, Fian, if you'd like to ask something else, we're almost coming to the end of it. Um, should we go to favorite quote, or you have something else before we get there? It's okay. Let's 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 uh, let's go to the next one. Okay, so um, as we come to an end, Shalmik would like for you to share with us your. Um, so one would like for you to share with us your favorite quote, and then three things that you would tell your younger self. Oh, okay. My best quote: Believe in your infinite potential. Your your only limitations are those that you set upon yourself. Yeah, mm. you should. Yeah, that's it. It's self-explanatory. So, three things I would say to my younger self. Mm. When I will, okay, I would say, a younger self, be confident. You can make it, and. Uh, you have all the resources and everything it takes to be who you want to be. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it has been an amazing, amazing conversation with you, Shalmit. Thank you so much for um, I mean, opening up your yourself to us and to those who listen. Um, and we hope to um, have you here on again. Maybe if we could have like uh, five years after with all these amazing people just to see, you know, what they did and where they went and things like that. Maybe. Uh, there's a lot to discuss around um, Shell's journey. You know, that not one can't fit in one session. Yeah. And also as, yeah, as, she, as she goes on her own journey, also her being... Um, being okay with sharing those parts that exactly. yeah. Yeah. yeah so thank you yeah. so much i really really appreciate it especially now coming from you know someone who knows you thank you for being vulnerable and it shows a lot of your strength welcome a lot of your strength thank you, thank you for also inviting me to mm. do this with you <laughs> yeah I'm I'm happy. Yeah. yeah and i wish you guys success Oh, thank, thank you. you. And we wish you all all the success in the world as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.